Tag. <laughs> Buongiorno. Achtung, it's Ben. Hi, everybody, and hello, Victoria. Or, hello. should I say, hello, Georgia. Io sono Georgia. <laughs> You're such a knob. <laughs> don't, you think, don't you think that you look just like Italy's new far-right leader, Giorgia Meloni? Sono una donna! I am actually her. Sono una madre! <laughs> I'm Victoria Mellon. I'm the English version. <laughs> Victoria Meloni. Listen, there's only room for one fascist round here. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Fascista. No, I'm not a fascist at all. I'm I'm very on the right. I'm not, uh, Benito Mussolini isn't my uh, cup of tea. You're a fashion fascist. You're a body oh. fascist too. Oh, and you, you mean, with you your characteristics of people's bodies and noticing little I mean, funny things like they've I, got no yeah, lips. Yeah, I mean that's true. I do notice things, and then you know I I almost cannot stop myself from pointing them out. Like if somebody has, I don't know, very large feet or a distinctive pedunculated growth on their chin or something. Yeah, well, we all notice that, but you do it to the extent where you have to check the feet and then you'll come out with something like, oh, they've got a really square head. The world of something like that. You know, my favourite kind of people, my favourite kind of people are the people with rhombus-shaped heads. Well, it's like a square, but slightly tilted over. <laughs> Do you, are there people like that? I've I've known people with rhombus-shaped heads. Yes, you you must have done. I'll see one now. What's your head shape like? <laughs> well, I think well, my head I think is quite small and quite round. That's useful. Um, and I've got the, the back of my head is quite flat. I've noticed because oh, every it? now and then you go into. A, I went. Into, I was in a hotel room a few, a few days ago. Oh, one of um, your hotel rooms with a mirror on the ceiling. No, denied. It had like a mirror, just a, norm, a mirror in the normal place, like just you know in the room, but it had like a sort of diagonal mirror as well, so you could sort of see your reflection kind of from the side. <laughs> Was it good? Oh, I know where it was. It was when I was in Leeds. I went I went for a little trip to Leeds. And because it was from diagonal, it kind of created a thing where if you turn a certain way, you could look at yourself directly from the side. And I thought, oh, my head is very flat at the back. <laughs> I suppose it's the opposite. The opposite would be being a complete egghead. You know, I, I'm definitely not that. I'm an egghead then. No, I what's egg? egg? No, egg isn't rat. I've got a ping pong ball head. What do you mean ping pong? Is it spherical? Yeah, very. I did. Like I did. Um, pee. I did once have a very brief fling with a girl back in my twenties. Um, so a very, very long time ago, and we nicknamed her Football Head because she had a very circular, spherical head. Isn't that nice to have a spherical head? I don't know. It depends. I enjoy my spherical head. I think you should have a head-shaped head. Surely, I mean, <laughs> so, you know, bits of it should be round, but you should also have bits of it that aren't quite so round, like your jaw. You don't want a round jaw. You want a square jaw. I don't want a square jaw. I I've want got a, a look. Jaw. I've got a like. I don't know. I'm, I'm point, especially looking it's at you. Got a pointy <laughs> chin. Yeah, you see, you've got a pointy chin. It's not. <laughs> you actually. Actually, I'm just looking at you now, and I think you've got quite a square. You, the, the sides of your head are very flat. You look straight on. Yeah, and you look at that, it goes dunk. It's like a you've got a trapezoid head. <laughs> I think 
That's a cuss. I think, apart from the flat bit at the back, I think I've got quite an egg-shaped head. But then yeah, it being... looks more like eggy because you're shaved. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like your eggs to be shaved? <laughs> right. For people who are only listening and not viewing Ben, he just did the uh, the old blowjob. What's that called? Mime. Blowjob mime. <laughs> it's only because you. Well, I don't. I'm not entirely sure what your mime was. What was your mime? Did you do a mime? Yes, you did. <laughs> Marcel, Marcel <laughs> Mitzo. <laughs> you didn't pretend to be trapped behind an invisible wall. <laughs> hey, who are we? You didn't pull back the invisible beef curtains. <laughs> They're not invisible. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Who in Germany anyway. Talk, talk to me about now. We've talked about you looking like Georgia Maloney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mitzi talking, macaroni. Moving from one European nation of fascists to another. <laughs> I had. A, I, I've got to say. <laughs> I wonder, do they do it with anything with anyone anywhere? I am a massive Germanophile. I you mean, are. You, you, the thing is, you can't go to Germany and and not be surrounded by things that sort of make you go, "Ooh, uh, that's a bit rude." Ooh. <laughs> Sounds a bit rude. <laughs> the game for all the family. Like, they have massive sausages. <laughs> They're obsessed with full frontal nudity. Yes. And, I mean, you know, they if you are. think about... How do you know that? Do you, do you remember that show Eurotrash? Yes. I went. Um, I turned ba, up at their ba, office ba, and asked for a ba, job. Ba, 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 Pee and Popo. <laughs> <laughs> and Lolo Pops. <laughs> Antoine de Cohn and Jean-Paul Gaultier. That was brilliant. What a great show. I mean, imagine pitching a show now saying, right, we've got Jean-Paul Gaultier. We've got this guy called Antoine de Cohn, who's very tall and quite good looking. And we've got a woman with massive fake boobs called Lolo Pops. And we're going to just do a show about Europe and how crazy it is. I, I, you know, I almost think you could blame, blame Euro Trash for Brexit. Or for YDLMF. Oh, we face this partly on Allo Allo and partly on that. Just <laughs> between Allo Allo and Eurotrash. We are. Hello, welcome to our podcast. We are Pipi und Popo. <laughs> Pipi und you? Papa. I'm gonna... <laughs> Your Papa. <laughs> I'm Nicole. Nicole? Papa? <laughs> I'm Nicole Meloni. Oh. And I'm full of baloney. <laughs> <laughs> you used to love the Papa and Nicole adverts, didn't you? <laughs> People said I looked like Nicole. <laughs> and now I look like the fascist. I, but I, I remember her talking on the phone to Papa about borrowing the car. <laughs> but did we actually ever see him? Was he actually ever featured? Or was he just like this character that you never actually saw? No, he got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Victoria Mitzi. I'm a co-host of this here podcast. And welcome from all corners of the globe. Especially uh, Europe. Especially, yes, especially our European friends. <laughs> I am a journalist and I am a podcaster. Und I'm a good time girl. In good time girl. <laughs> ich bin party girl. <laughs> 
I'm Bernando. <laughs> I'm I'm no longer a journalist. I'm a, a, an old has been. I'm a former BBC and ITV uh, and uh, Channel Five news correspondent. Former GDR. <laughs> but now I've got a little company. <laughs> And I was out in Germany on a business trip and I had oh. a fantastic time. I went to something called InnoTrans. Oh, Inno or Autotrans? <laughs> <laughs> what do you like? <laughs> and let's just say I've come back a little bit different. My little pony. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed the nail varnish. <laughs> So, no, I, I went to a, an exhibition in Berlin last week and it was really, really good and lots of fun. And then afterwards, we kind of, me and my business partner and, and a friend who came with us, we sort of went on a little, a little tour of greater Germany. And we went, um, we, 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 I particularly wanted to do a bit of Eastern Germany because I just love that old sort of, there are still a few in there who still wish they were communists and still, still wish that it was the old days of when, you know, they had the Stasi and everything. And it's just absolutely hilarious. And we went round to the Hartz Mountains and we went up, up this hill called the Brocken, where you can see an old East German um, listening post, <clears throat> a sort of spying post. And what they have there is a massive tower. And they used to try and tune in on all the NATO transmissions and all the transmissions to Berlin during the glory days. <laughs> and we ate in this, this old mess hall, I assume it must be with um, big sort of like um, kind of German style metal candelabra things. And uh, yeah, no, it was just really, really good. And I'm a massive Germanophile anyway. Well, the and the thing about Germany, time. I mean, uh, you've been to Germany a few times, haven't you? Oh, I've spent a lot of time in Germany. Yes. Right. So you, the thing that gets me about Germany is they just, everything is so properly integrated. Like when you arrive at a station, there's a bus or a tram outside. <laughs> You don't have to walk anywhere. You don't have to. And it's just so beautifully integrated, That's so well put because together. Because there's a lot of logic. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're very logical people. It's true. Well, I have heard that um, people who work on transport networks often play games with punters and like because you notice when you're going in the tube that you have to cross. They'll do what the up escalator and the down escalator going and like, and then you have to. The whole traffic goes across. Apparently, they're kind of sitting there going, Haha, "Look at that one bumping into that one." When they organise it, <laughs> well, you have to go up the down escalator and in through the outdoor. That's it, and um, and also I've heard that people at McDonald's do all sorts of yucky things. And you didn't get that reference, food. did you? Through, Those are references thought... to songs by or album by oh. um, a Manchester group called the Chameleons from the 1980s. That's quite a niche reference. I wonder how many of our listeners will will um, be thinking, "Oh yeah, the Chameleons." If anyone's going to, Fucking it'll hell. be our beloved listeners. Yes, of course. Uh, I've, I've made so message us on Twitter to... if you got the Chameleons reference before I actually explained it, because clearly Victoria didn't, completely oblivious, like, so straight young. over her head. I was so too young to be a fascist. Sono una donna! You are too young, actually, it's true, yeah. Um, I've been mainly listening to Croftwork. When Chameleons were big, you were still pooing in your pants and saying, <laughs> Vicky go plip, plap, plop. <laughs> Vicky go popo. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got this week? We've got naughty old Wayne Cousins. Oh, or you well, say, it, no, how do you say his name? Go on. It's actually Wayne Cousins' naughty friends, isn't it? But he joined in. He jo well, of course he did. He wasn't in jail then. He had it's so funny when I see one for the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's for the podcast. Is it rude? 
It's, is it uh, awful? <laughs> we'll have it. Um, so we've got him, and we've also got Phil and Holly pushing. Get out the way, bitch! Get out the way! Yay! Push in gate. Pushing gate. <laughs> okay, should I kick off? Yeah, go. Oh, for actually, it. let me do Phil and let me do Helen. Well, actually, well, sorry, pushing gate. Just tell me get that, what that is again. Uh, they basically. I can't believe that you've missed this. You've uh, had your head in the German I, Well, you know that I didn't take a huge amount of interest in the whole Queen dead business. That was when you were busy being arrested by the Stasi. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> bundled into the back well, of a so trabby. Phil and Holly were pushing in while I was having electrodes strapped to my testicles. <laughs> and that was just a private party. <laughs> yes. but that, was be- uh. that was before I got arrested by the Stasi, of course. That was why I got arrested. <laughs> oh, kinky. <laughs> Kinkisher. Kinkisher. Um, Phil and Holly pushed in to see the Queen's lying in state. And they there was a whole hoo-ha that... ITV this morning said that they were journalists covering it. I'm a journalist. And apparently they didn't, they weren't actually doing anything. They just turned up to push in. And she was oddly wearing a mask. It's a bit strange, like, oh, I've, I've realised I'm pushing in. I'm going to stick a mask on. <laughs> Probably because she was ashamed of pushing in. Very ashamed of herself. And so hang on, yes. so they, what, they, they just, what, turned it, turned up and were able to push in? Yes. Well, David Beckham queued all the way through, didn't exactly. he? Exactly. And there was someone else who queued as well. We weren't going to go on to... OK, we'll go on to that story. <laughs> We've done the story now. No, I mean, I'm, I just think... Mm. This, so this idea of two TV presenters just deciding to push in, I mm. think it's actually really, really pisses people off. Really pisses totally. people off. It's shit. Are you against them? Uh, well, I am against them, yes. I mean, I'm not exactly for them in the first place anyway. I mean, it's just a, not a big deal. But I'm I'm really thinking it's outrageous if they were allowed to push in. Now, ITV is claiming they had full accreditation. So, mm. but what does that mean? If you had accreditation, were you allowed to push in? I mean, there were people there who were filming it, who obviously would, were not actually in the queue. They were, you know, camera operators. But I'm, I'm not entirely aware of anybody being accredited to go and look at the... the um, the queue yeah they had to have press passes um they've apparently addressed the backlash they faced on their daytime show this morning uh-huh. they explained that as members of the press yeah they didn't have to wait in line as they were reporting on the events get out the way bitch get out the way yeah, but they weren't, but, were they? They just they walked past and did exactly what everybody else is doing. Well, yes, but they're saying that because this morning used that lame-o excuse. And that's where it all started. If this morning would have just said, oh, sorry, you know. Oh, they had a body language expert who apparently wheedled out the fact that they are secretly ashamed. Nobody's proud, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens to stars. They think they're above the law, don't they? They do. Absolutely they do. And they're not, are they? They really aren't. Um, so I'm glad you're against them. I was against them. The nation was against them. Yeah. Um, can we do cousins? Because uh, we've got to move along soon. Of course we can. Yeah. Okay. So, well. so um, this isn't. I mean, Wayne Cousins, as we know, uh, murdered Sarah Everard and is now serving a, a life sentence in prison for that. But he was a serving police officer, and he was in a WhatsApp group um, along with two, with some other police officers, um, Joel Borders, Jonathan Cobbin, and William Neville. 
um, and this um, <laughs> this WhatsApp group um, was called the Bottle and Stoppers group. Uh, I don't quite know what that refers to, but I suspect it's a bit rude. Um, and you haven't heard our jingle. Sounds a bit rude. <laughs> Sounds a bit rude. It's Sounds a bit rude. A bit rude. <laughs> In a brummy voice. Okay, we'll play one there. Okay, and. They so, so these 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 sort of, they were on trial accused of uh, exchanging these um, misogynist, racist, offend, um, sorry, misogynist, racist, and yeah, there's another word that I didn't know. I had to look it up. Sorry, racist, sexist, misogynist, pretty much everything ist. There was a word called like which is against disabled people, oh. and it's in the other article that Disablest? I have here. Let me have a look. Ableist. Ableist. Yeah. Wouldn't if you're ableist, wouldn't you be against able-bodied people? I doubt they are against. But everything was like, oh, you know, one of them was sitting on some kind of board for um for uh, diversity or something, and he was like the worst, <laughs> talking about raping a female colleague. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that, I, I think one of them who actually was cleared um, said that he descri- described it as a snuggle struggle. Other things they were saying, they were, they were talking about tasering cats and dogs. And what, in one exchange on April the 5th, Borders wrote, I can't wait to get on guns so I can shoot some cunt in the face. And <laughs> Cobbin responded, me too. I want to taser a cat and a dog to see which reacts better. I think the cat will get more pissed off and the dog, the dog will shit. I want to test this theory. Same with children. Zap, zap, you little fucker. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, well, I, I'm interested. I mean, he's really thought about this. He thinks the cat will just get pissed off, but the dog will just do a massive <laughs> shit if he tasers them. I mean, I think it's more, more likely that both will just be electrocuted to death. But, uh, but hey, what do I know? In one exchange, Borders wrote of a female police officer, she'll use me as an example, lead me on, then get me locked up when I rape and beat her, exclamation mark, sneaky B star, 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 star. <laughs> sneaky, huh? <laughs> And then in the, in the, the tasering discussion continued, Borders replying, suggesting adding downies uh, to the list. And the, the prosecution suggested that referred to people with Down syndrome. And, and this was coming back to the ableist comment. So when uh, the verdict was delivered, um, the uh, magistrate judge, Sarah Turnock, said it was abhorrent that Borders demonstrated an ableist attitude by then adding a disabled person to Cobbins' disgusting list of victims. I can honestly say, she continued, I considered it to be sickening to think of a police officer joking about using firearms in this way. I so hope they had firearms training? Well, I think firearms and tasers are kind of the judges referring to those interchangeably as basically, you know, weapons. Zap, zap, you little fuckers. inexcusable social media cannot be a hiding place for these types of views i did did cross my mind yes are you gonna say what i'm gonna say go on okay you say what you're gonna say and then i'll say what i'm gonna say well surely it's um uh their right in a democracy to be able to talk about what they want to talk about in a private group yeah that's exactly what i was gonna say I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm, I'm really uneasy about this, not because um, I think any of it was particularly funny 
Although, honestly, <laughs> I do find some of that stuff funny. I'll laugh at that. I'll laugh at all that sort of stuff. You know what I'm like. I'm a sick fuck. But what, what I don't get here is why this is a crime. They're on a private WhatsApp group, okay? Mm. It's only them on the group. And they are saying horrible horrible things but for fuck's sake we you know we can say stuff can't we 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 can't be in a society where you just simply saying something is considered so bad that you have to be prosecuted for it i mean i could understand them maybe if the met found out about them then firing them for it and saying putting them through a disciplinary procedure and saying if you have those attitudes then you are not somebody we want to be as a you know seeing as a serving police officer yes that i can kind of get but you know, if I'm sitting in my home and I say something inappropriate, am I going to be prosecuted for it? Well, exactly. And they were discovered in a WhatsApp group. I can only think that one of these people leaked them. <laughs> Some sneaky person leaked them. Um, sneaky, yeah, I mean, clear, I guess what happened is there they invited somebody into the WhatsApp group. And that person then found this kind of banter offensive and then reported them. But um, and then they were found guilty. They were prosecuted and found guilty of sending these grossly offensive, misogynistic, and racist messages. Now, I suppose there the mistake they made, if you know, is to to invite somebody who is then going to later dob them in because they got all hissy and offended by it all. Would um, this but... would this ever have happened if cousins hadn't been arrested for kidnapping, raping, and murdering Sarah Everard in March twenty twenty one? Uh, I, I I don't know. It's a good question. I suspect it probably because that's have been a bit unfair. What, what about other WhatsApp groups where people say the same thing? Shouldn't they be picked on? No one will find yeah. that. I suspect it, you would. You would. I suspect you would find that it would be um, an internal disciplinary matter if it hadn't mm. been the case that you know obviously cousins was. Um, was a killer and, and and murdered Sarah Everard, but but that's sort of beside the point, really. I mean, it, it, the question is, if you are in private, I are, are there things that you that you should not be allowed to say even to people who are your friends and who may dis, may agree or disagree with you, and should you be prosecuted just for saying something that somebody else finds offensive? Right, their defence lawyers have attempted to have the case dismissed arguing um, they didn't meet the legal definition of grossly offensive because they were sent in a private chat group where no one was offended and they were not targeted at anyone. Ben, were you on that chat group? (laughs) No, I was not. I'm not in the bottle and stoppers group. Yeah, um, I also think that it might have been a bit of a political hot potato for the Met and they just wanted it out before they were accused of covering things like that up. Oh, so the char- the Independent Office of Police Conduct, the IOPC, said the charges arose from an investigation into the phone records of Wayne Cousins. So, in fact, you are right. If he hadn't killed anybody, this wouldn't have been found out because nobody would have investigated their phones. It wasn't that somebody in the group actually leaked it. It was the these messages were found, obviously found, this group was found on Wayne Cousins' phone and all these messages would have been read by investigating officers. Mm-hmm. And I so get the- it. So yeah. Sal Nassim, who's the IOPC regional director, said the messages sent by these police officers were inexcusable and particularly disturbing given the profession they represent. Social media cannot be a hiding place for these types of views. Behaviour of this nature seriously undermines public confidence in policing. But what I don't understand here is that is this is a WhatsApp group social media or is it like a private chat forum? Well, I thought people chose to use WhatsApp to keep their privacy because I don't know what encrypted means, but they was bang on about it being encrypted in that that means it's more secure. 
Well, that's exactly right. I mean, it's encrypted and you have to be invited or you have to form a group yourself and invite people to it, which uh-huh. means that by its very nature, it is going to be limited. So I don't think it, I mean, yeah, if they put stuff like this on Facebook and anybody could read it, yeah, of course, that would be mm. something that would be wrong or on Twitter even, where people could just come across it. But in a private WhatsApp group, I'm not entirely sure why, however unpleasant the things were that they said, why that should be something they could be prosecuted over. One of them, called Borders, wrote that he felt like a spot on a domino in a London district of Feltham and described Hounslow as twinned with Baghdad. Yeah, sure. I'm, I don't doubt that they were racist. I, I, and that in itself, I suppose, is a reason to say they shouldn't be police officers and they should have lost their jobs when these messages yeah. were found. That I totally get. It's the actual idea of prosecuting somebody for saying in yeah. a private conversation, a private conversation, something that other people find unacceptable. That's I'm I'm struggling with. Mm. Um, you- also, that people are here... Look, one of them described an incident where he had to look after a person who needed hospital treatment after self-harming as an attention-seeking self-harming F star G. So I presume that's fag. I mean, like, yeah, so that's, that's not yeah. great, is it? That you've got vulnerable people being looked after by people with these views. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And uh, they shouldn't be police officers. That's manifestly clear. They should have mm. lost their jobs when, or you mm. know, been disciplined and gone through the correct process to lose their jobs when these messages were found in the Wayne Cousins murder investigation. But I don't see why they should actually be prosecuted for sending messages in a private group like this. That I'm really struggling with. Well, I'm glad you struggle with it because I like to hear that you still uphold, despite not being journalista, you are still upholding free speech. Well, I'm not sure I'd go that far. Well, you are. That's why you've always found that important. Yeah, and, free um, speech is important. I think if, it, you know, if you don't I hate have to free, find characteristics, I don't think you can't. You can't have a little bit of free speech. You can't, in the way, you can't be a little bit pregnant. You know, you either have freedom of speech, which means I can actually say anything I want to, no matter how disgusting, offensive, wrong, I can say it. Hmm. And if other people want to be offended by it, tough shit. But the same thing, they can say anything to me. And if I'm offended by it, that's my tough shit as well. Like, hey, fuck you, baldy. Honestly, well, it's, it's the old, it's the classic George Orwell quote, isn't it? The, um, hmm. that's right outside BBC, what is it? Um, freedom, if it means anything at all, is the right to tell somebody something they don't want to hear. Yeah, like, fuck you, Baldy. <laughs> exactly, that's right. right. I mean, I'm sure George Orwell would be proud to think that in, you know, 70 years after he wrote those timeless words, hmm. a woman on a podcast said to her co-host, fuck you, Baldy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen, listen. You know that lie that you did two weeks ago saying that we were going to get a really great case that you'd once covered. Are you going to do that in two weeks? Or is, <laughs> should we just do another lie? That that's going I'm gonna, to happen. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's grand. You didn't let me finish. You didn't let me finish podcast at gmail.com or YDLMF on Twitter. Okay, cool. Thanks, yeah. to, thanks to it. Can I just say very quickly, yeah. thank you to everybody who listens to us. Um, we know we're not everybody's cup of tea. Um, and I do know that lots like of people who try us. In fact, one of the guys we were on the trip with, um, <laughs> he said, oh, his girlfriend. Sorry. His yeah. girlfriend um, wants to listen to our podcast. I said, I really don't think that's a very good idea, but if she wants to, she can. And I gave her the link. I haven't heard back, so I suggest the feedback is poor. But, you know, I mean, 
Yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> we know that we're not everybody's cup of tea, but we are our cup of tea. And that's the only cup of tea that I want to drink. And you're welcome in for a biscuit any time. <laughs> a Garibaldi. <laughs> oh, very anyway, good. till two weeks' time, because Ben's been in Deutschland and I've been in Kerno. No, in two weeks' time, Marla's been in Porto. Oh, and Milton Keynes, oh. but that's not quite as exciting. <laughs> well, you can tell us all about that. I will. You could do a okay. roving report. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.